0: A
1: Japanese
0: an Hello, and welcome to a special episode of the Good Friends of Jackson Elias. In our recent run of episodes on cults, we touched upon the idea that the modern world has led to some strange new forms of cult, or at least things that are a bit like cults, that social media has allowed conspiracy theories to morph and metastasize into something bizarre, these sort of self-organizing cults. And I thought it would be interesting to dig a little more into the nature of these conspiracy theories, particularly the ones that are cultish in their aspects. But the drawback there, or at least the one stumbling block, was that I don't really know that much about this stuff. Happily, however... Um, one of the moderators on our Discord server, uh, Benzer Slamke, he's described himself as being terminally online. He spends a lot of time digging into conspiracy theories and reading about them and listening to podcasts and researching the oddness that's out there. And so I thought I would impose upon him to explain some of this stuff to me and, and to all of us. So welcome, Benzer.
1: Uh, Thank you for having me, Scott. Um, Yeah, I I enjoy conspiracies as a hobby. I don't consider myself a scholar. I consider myself an enthusiastic amateur. And I make a habit of trying to do it secondhand. I found that like uh, true crime. Uh, like the worst kinds of true crime, uh, conspiracy has a sort of caustic effect, especially on mental health and mood. And mm-hmm. especially in volume, it's, um, it causes some problems. Uh, I, when I started out listening to shows in, uh, with that, one of the shows uh, I started, Knowledge Fight, which is an excellent show focusing on Alex Jones, uh, specifically mentioned uh, and warned people to not binge the show because it's mm. just an unending torrent of horrible things and awful people. And I disregarded that warning and listened to it most of the time when I was listening to shows for a few weeks and ended up uh, with a very... I wouldn't say it's a violent mood shift, but it definitely was a significant palpable term for the dark. So yes, I, I try and keep it at arm's length. It's a, it's a hazard, actually. And, um, yeah, it, it, it shifts your mood. It makes you more paranoid and you can make some cases that it makes you more misanthropic. And we'll talk so about some people who it actually causes mental health crises in.
0: Yeah, well, I guess that's sort of the point of them in a lot of respects, that conspiracy theories present alternative realities or alternative lenses through which to see reality. And that, while I suppose they can be comforting to some people in that they do simplify a complex or meaningless world into very neat little things, at the same time, the realities that they present are in some cases, really quite psychotic.
1: Yeah, especially... uh, We'll we'll talk a fair bit about QAnon as the current Mm. juggernaut of conspiracies uh, spreading all across the world right now, unfortunately. Uh, And yes, it it has a very simple draw in a very stark black-and-white worldview. But it also, as a result pits you against some truly awful things and makes inaction unpleasant and possibly just painful emotionally because the f- the projected nightmare caricatures that it makes the enemies of the uh conspiracy theory are genuinely horrific and there's mm. not doing uh there's uh, a few people who have made uh attempts or movements or gestures towards some violent resolution or act in the cult movements. And a few of them, I can't really fault or look at too badly. Thankfully, they didn't hurt people, which is a significant part of that. But also because the, mm. the reality, the conspiracy theory presented is so thoroughly horrific and awful, that it makes sense that a person who actually believed it would then take action direct action to make it stop. And yeah, if you don't, then all you have left is the slacktivist approach where you feel like you maybe do something by posting online all day.
0: And before we dig into this stuff in too much detail, one thing that I was Make clear up front, and I think you'll lack of this in your own way, is that this isn't really meant to be a serious examination or at least an in depth examination of uh, these conspiracy theories. That the Good Friends of Jackson Elias fundamentally is a gaming podcast, and we came to the cults episode uh, series from the point of view of let's present people with things that they might be able to use in games. And I don't want to deviate too much from that. I mean, obviously, we're going to talk about some nasty real world stuff. But at the same time, I'd like to keep an eye on what might prove inspirational for people's modern-day games.
1: Yes, uh, we've talked about this before. Uh, show, uh, Unfortunately, there's a lot of really awful content associated with mm. these conspiracies, especially relating to child abuse and uh, murder and various uh, horrific crimes committed against people. And I I will uh, do my best to steer away from that and try and stay in the uh, more fun and interesting segments. Unfortunately, it's impossible to fully steer clear of it because it's so core to so many of these ideologies. Some literally exist and uh, pivot around it. But uh, uh yes, we're not here to delve into horrible details, and frankly, just to do a deep dive on any single one of these topics would be a show in and of itself. They oh, are yes, never <laughs> they are extremely complex in their details and extremely long and uh, branching and uh, also there's a lot of it that's unfortunately samey. A lot of conspiracy revolves around similar motifs and similar elements, partially because it's so iterative. Uh, A lot of the elements that we see in the current conspiracies go back uh, a decade or so to a number of other conspiracies that go back a decade or two back to the, um, considered the godfather of modern conspiracy uh, radio, uh, Bill Cooper. Who had a, a sort of collated a lot of these ideas into a singular conspiracy web. And then even from that, you go back to the satanic panic. And then from that, you go back to, um, frankly, even some media like the Schaefer mysteries are inspirational to a lot of this. And f- through that, it even goes back to things like uh, Madame Blavatsky and the theosophists. Every step iterates and, and sort of shapes the ideas into a natural, it's it's almost like a virus. It creates surfaces Mm. that attach to the ways people think and needs that people have about stories and narratives about our world. And that's why they repeat the elements that stick to people, stay and get slightly rotated or shifted in the new theories.
0: Yeah, there's something deeply mimetic about them. And also, I think if we're going back to those early roots in the nineteenth century, then a lot of the uh, the, the Base conspiracies that these came out of were also fairly anti Semitic ones. And my limited understanding is that that thread has kept very much through conspiracy theory through the modern day. That, I mean, not every conspiracy theory we'll talk about, but a lot of them, you scratch the surface and you'll find anti Semitism.
1: That's uh, part the modular nature of conspiracy theories. They slot elements together, and you can subscribe to certain parts of it and not others. What this means is that essentially almost every conspiracy theory can be attached back to anti- anti-Semitism. This doesn't mean that everyone who believes in, say, 9 of 11 conspiracies believes that uh, the global Jewry did it. But there is a significant hmm. amount of them who are at least okay with ideas that attach to directly to them. Similarly, a lot of uh, conspiracy is shaped by the the uh sort of uh methods that work, which frequently lead back to one of the defining conspiracy texts of the basically the history of the world, the Protocols of the Elders of Zion, hmm. which is a yes. deeply anti-Semitic uh text created from a number of different satirical and political texts before that, partially or fully funded by Russian intelligence, uh, Tsarist Russian intelligence at the time. Yeah, the, the Okrana, wasn't it? Yes, I believe so. And they were there were a lot of pogroms and purges of the uh, Jews in Russia in the early 20th century, late 19th century, which uh, this helped fuel and legitimize but uh, then it, it just became a uh, the protocols is a very dangerous text in that it's a mm-hmm. excellent blueprint. You can just swap out the names to whatever group you of shadowy power you dislike or imagine and it works because it builds on culture fears, uh, fears about the decline of culture and outsider influence corrupting your people and hurting your people in subtle ways that is basically runs through all of right-wing ideologies
0: We even saw that, I think, last week, where the President of the United States was in an interview talking about how there were shadowy figures whose names you don't know behind the scenes pulling strings and doing hideous things. And, yeah, if you just squint a little bit at that, yeah, that really does go straight back to the protocols of the elders of Zion.
1: Yes, unfortunately uh, President Trump is a beloved figure in conspiracy. He feeds into conspiracy. He espouses conspiracy, Mm -hmm. including anti-vax conspiracies. And he even started one of his own, the Obama-Burfer conspiracy, can be tied back directly to him. Uh, Mm -hmm. And um, uh, the other thing about the protocols and the, uh, anti-Semitism in, uh, conspiracy theory is that it's that, that exact, uh, fashion you can exchange the names to something else gives a lot of plausible deniability. David Icke, another conspiracy titan oh, yes. of his field, uh, known mo- most for his, uh, lizard people or reptilian conspiracies, uh, and, uh, currently a, Massive Corona denier, uh, but he 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 is an old hand enough at the conspiracy game that he builds a plausible deniability for himself. He doesn't yeah. carry that coronavirus denial into the mainstream press as much as he can avoid it. And similarly, for decades, people said, "Well, David Icke says a lot of weird stuff about reptilians and the Queen being a reptilian and all that, and and you know shadowy powers behind the banks, but he means lizard people." He doesn't mean Jews. Until yes. he did say Jews. He, yes. he started espousing that they were Jews. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's just, it's a switch. That's a problem. It's very easy to make a switch, which means that it's an excellent bridge over to more radical ideologies. That's the pr- other uh, issue with conspiracies is that they, it's very hard. It's, it's like a funnel. It's very hard to go back. It, it just keeps you going because after a while, mm. the uh, neurochemical hits that it gives you, the excitement and the, the mystery and all that, it, it feeds a bit. And once you realize there's nothing else that's going to happen or it's not extreme enough and you keep going forward to stranger and more extreme ideas.
0: I think there's probably a, a parallel there with cults as well in that, it is this adoption of a new world view, this us-versus-them mentality, this simple set of solutions to a complex set of problems. And it's just this this growing um, sort of delusion and disconnect from the the rest of the world that, yeah, sort of, I guess, creates something like a sunk cost feeling of just this immense sense of buy-in. And I think, yeah, it probably is almost exactly the same set of psychological principles behind that as keeps people in cults. Uh,
1: They're also very similar in that they build off of a certain need and often disappointment with the world. A lot of modern Mm. conspiracy is about uh, people who look at the world and don't understand it anymore. They don't know what's going on. It's too much. It's too fast. It's too complicated. They don't know how things work. The experts sound like they're talking down to them. And the fact is that, yeah, the world is scary. They don't know really where to turn with that. And they clearly notice that there's something wrong. That's that's often the core part of a conspiracy. They look at the world and see this isn't how it was supposed to be. Things have clearly went wrong somewhere. Someone did this. Cults and uh, conspiracies have a similar starting point where they come from a distrust towards larger structures. You see that the Mm. world is wrong or inappropriate or unfair, and you look for someone who did it. And this often manifests partially through distrust towards authorities, scientific, cultural, community, political, or media, Uh, often with some Cause, because uh, politicians have failed people and nations, media has Mm. distorted things and sensationalized and buried stories and knelt to influence and money when they were supposed to help you or you know inform you, and instead they lie to you or try and misdirect you. And the in reaction to this, people just blanket declare it not trustworthy. They declare it the enemy. You can't trust the media. You can't trust mainstream. What that turns then into is you should turn to the alternative and trust that rather than a yeah. general skepticism of anyone, anyone, uh, any, anything anyone tells you and looking for a cause why people tell you certain things and why things are that way. You instead turn to a different source of authority who tells you what you want to hear and who by that makes the world make sense, generally by painting a clear enemy and a clear fault at someone's feet, rather than a distributed, well, we've all kind of screwed this all up, haven't we? Which is a very unsatisfying and very hard to remedy issue.
0: And I suppose that's also why authoritarian leaders are traditionally so fond of conspiracy theories as well, in that they do present this simple set of solutions to a complex and incomprehensible world. And they place themselves at the center of that and say, yeah, all right, here is the answer to all of your problems.
1: It's me. Yeah. And I guess that's a a perfect natural bridge over to QAnon. Yeah. uh, Because that is exactly what is happening there. QAnon formed as a somewhat cult of personality around uh, President Trump, and he loves it. He is, uh, he loves the attention. He loves that people, some, these people seem to love him unconditionally. Whatever he does, whatever he says is perfect. And, uh, he winks at them more and more. And as his own regular, like the mainstream base that he has suffers issues or is not so quick to rush to his defense, the more he winks, at QAnon and trust them to fill in the gaps and make a big show. You can always Mm. trust QAnon people to show up. And that's actually where where it became viral to an extent when a Florida couple, because, of course, it's Florida, uh, (laughs) decided to uh, make a whole thing where they gathered a a lot of Q people to a uh, march, a rally. And made a big public display and that put them on camera, that put them in mainstream attention and that got them a lot of new people. And that just sort of grew over time. But yes, uh, to, to direct it moreover to the online part of it, which is why it's new and weird. Uh, QAnon is a, what is, what was uh, known or is known is in the genre of insider anon, which was a fairly popular um, almost like pastime, in 4chan, where people would show up and say that they have some sort of inside information. For example, at the same time as QAnon, there was some uh, another person posting on 4chan, uh, the image board, notorious slash infamous uh, image board 4chan, uh, under the name FBI-anon, suggesting that they are a highly placed FBI agent uh, revealing secrets.
0: And just to explain the nomenclature there, the anon part it comes from the fact that by default people on 4chan are anonymous, and um, the you're not logged in if I remember correctly by default, and you come up as anonymous. And this just yes. came to everyone referring to themselves as anon. You know, it, it was yes. like this global blanket non-identity.
1: You have to specifically fill out a, n- a name field to have a name. Uh- appear with your posts. And that's generally frowned upon unless you're ident- trying to identify yourself in Chinese culture. It's seen as a haughtiness or attention seeking to try and brand yourself as a, a specific person rather than mm. one of the crowd. Uh, but for things like this, they generally, uh, use them because it's easier to identify. And, and actually, in that uh, the name isn't the poster didn't identify themselves as QAnon. That's more the generalized name of the movement slash conspiracy theory slash cult. Uh, the poster identified themselves as Q. Okay. Which is in reference to the Q clearance, which was also interestingly enough, one of the, um, Supposed it was the supposed clearance that uh, Bill Cooper, previously mentioned, conspiracy theory uh, figure, had to access specific secret files. Uh, Q clearance is a real clearance. It is not actually a military or military clearance per se. It is a clearance designated by the Department of Energy of the United States, and it is a. There is a reason for that, and that is because the Department of Energy is the. the nukes are the parts of uh, the Department of Energy's sort of yes. uh, mission statement or, uh, how should I say uh, remit. it? Remit. Remit, yes, thank you. Uh, and with that, uh, Q-clearance is the highest nuclear secrets clearance. It is supposed to be a... It, it can go to people who aren't in the Department of Energy. It is just, you have most of the... You are clear to know any secret about nukes, more or less. Okay. Uh, and using that, uh, Q uh, suggested that they were a deeply connected insider close to the president. Uh, they started posting in uh, late two, 2017 and very rapidly outgrew slash became unwelcome on 4chan and uh, jumped ship over to 8chan, which is mm. supposed to be an infinity symbol, but everyone just calls it HM. Uh, and started up a board there because anyone could. And that became a central focus for them. Uh, and it, it it was one of the more lawless parts, parts of the internet that weren't actually dark web or similar. Well, it, it really became really quite notorious, didn't it?
0: Because uh, was it uh, Cloudflare? Stopped uh, pr- providing DDoS protection for them because of the
1: yes, Cloudflare cut them off due to the Crestor uh, shooting and the fo- yes. uh, two sh- one of the two shoe things afterwards. Um, uh, in the following month in America, posted manifestos slash live stream to a HM, chan, which is yeah. yeah, it was enough of a public outcry that even Cloudflare decided to do something.
0: And also, I mean, this could be uh, just me listening to rumours, but from what I've heard, there, there was also something of a child porn uh, culture on 8chan as well, which, I mean, if that's true, that's quite ironic considering the things that uh, QAnon accuses other people of.
1: Yes, it's a, a constant thing. Um chan and the Chan cultures and the these image boards are originated from a Japanese board and attracted a significant number of people who are into anime and such and through that a significant amount of people who are into um, lolly Lali or lolicon, which is a uh, Japanese term based on uh, Nabokov's Lolita it is for young underage girls generally a drawn thing it's it's not actually child pornography but you get a few people who are genuinely weird with that uh drawing from the well and in a place without rules they will try and push their horrible cancerous shit i think that wasn't the as horrific as it was uh reported because the HN actually tried to take them down, obviously after they were told to take ah, them down. So they weren't good, okay. good, good guys in that, but they did comply and they did comply with uh, FBI and similar investigative forces who asked them to, you know, give IP addresses and such following that. So they weren't, okay. it, it's, it's a slightly more gray, but yes, there is a deep irony there. There is a, a, mm. a significant, uh, it, it's it's uh, relatively separate, but it was close together because the thing about QAnon is, despite being so very online, it really grew to life among older people, especially mm. uh, retirees and like people above fifty. Uh, over time, they uh, most of the people didn't actually come to a chat. Most of the people came to Reddit to uh see yeah. them until the reddits uh, uh subreddits were banned due to uh generally um at organizing or suggesting violent acts and similar
0: and from from what i understand it's really grown up amongst uh your older users i say that like i'm not one of them but uh, pe- people of my
1: age group and older uh who uh primarily use facebook facebook uh twitter to some extent and the yeah. uh there's a number of dedicated apps for it uh, really? over time, the, some of them were deleted from Google Marketplace and the Play Store ah. and all that and uh, iTunes, but uh, a few of them still remain, uh, especially the more policed ones that just do somewhat you know, policed content. So the worst isn't on there. But yes, it's, it, it actually was a huge breakthrough from them because it, instead of navigating, uh, forums and, uh, image boards and Reddit, it became just a phone update. You literally got an update every time Q posted something. Huh. Directly. Huh. It was a direct injection of conspiracy right into the brainstem. And huh. uh, s- similarly, uh, a lot of Q culture comes around, uh, so-called bakers as well as, um, Influencers, uh, people formed around it in its orbit, who almost like oracles interpreted Q because Q is not actually consumable as a text. It's a, it's a very odd. I have a few. If you um, have a few selected pieces.
0: Before we get into that, let's just um, explain a little bit about what QAnon is, because we jumped, I think, into some of the minutiae b- before giving an overview.
1: It's a ba- bad habit from listening too much, because I, I assume the <laughs> basics are understood. Because it's it's so much of the minutiae is what becomes uh, the topic rather than the general broad strokes uh, concepts. That's actually a
0: reasonable assumption to make these days, because QAnon has become mainstream news. Uh, I've seen articles on the BBC and The Guardian website and all sorts of other places over the last six months that have gone into quite a lot of detail. So I think it's fair to assume that people at least are familiar with the name. But it can't hurt just to explain who Q is and what his followers actually believe and how the whole structure works.
1: Yes, uh, and just as a uh, brief addendum before we get into that, there have been mm. some attempts at trying to get the sort of demographic data on QAnon believers, and it comes oh, yeah. out to a f- surprisingly large amount. Like we're talking millions of people. Yeah. it's It's a very significant amount, and it has spread to England australia uh Germ- basically all of europe in a smaller uh way but yes especially australia for whatever reason got the bug really bad despite it being so focused on us
0: yeah, Australia seems to have picked up a lot of these things. I mean, maybe that's something we'll touch on later in the episode. But when I go looking online for videos of sovereign citizens or anti-mask activists and you know other lunatic fringes, they all seem to be fucking Australians.
1: So uh, a, bre- a general overview, as as mentioned, yeah. Hugh is the supposed insider in the U.S. government, highly placed intelligence slash military. Possibly a group. There are uh, a number of people who believe Q is in, in, even in the canon of Q. It's not specified as a single person. And then there's suggestions that it's, I think it, the usual idea is it's seven military personnel and three intelligence personnel, which honestly, as a brief aside, is beautiful because it builds perfectly into the idea of conspiracies as folklore. And three and seven being magical numbers in the Western tradition. Ah, yes, yes. Okay, yep. So that that's one of those uh, goosebump moments where it's, oh, I, I can see the threads. I can see where this has come mm. from, which is, again, ties back into it because that is what Q&A feels like. But… <laughs> I'm I'm doing more digressions as in, in within digressions. <laughs> so uh QAnon. Insider talks about military secrets, talks about uh government secrets, and is an ally of President Trump, who it suggests and is generally draws up a mythos of being this heroic figure here to fight corruption in the US government, longstanding corruption, especially the uh pedophores the child eaters, supposed uh, cabal of shadowy uh, uh, Democrats, especially overwhelmingly, headed by Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton, uh, who have uh, done horrible things behind the shadows and control much of the US, including the media. Uh, Based on that, they have this idea of theater. Of uh, an early phrase of QAnon was uh, watching a movie or prepare your popcorn. The idea that all of the geopolitics and ge- mainstream news was a smokescreen or a, as, as I said, theater hiding something or trying to secretly communicate something. That's a massive mm-hmm. pillar of QAnon that everything is a secret communications. There are br- uh, breadcrumbs to the truth everywhere. And you just need to awake in the their so-called Great Awakening, which is what they uh, imagine a generalized, everyone realizing that QAnon is true is sometime in the future, preferably near future. And, uh, and that's what they work towards, everyone sort of waking up to this. And in the meantime, you just have to trust the plan. You have to trust Q and you have to trust Trump to win the battles for you in the shadows, but does this
0: rely then on the fact that the people who are perpetrating these hideous crimes are also deliberately leaving clues in plain sight in coded forms? What as taunts? Uh,
1: the idea, uh, it, it's a vague idea. The Q phrase, they love phrases, they have a fr- little catchy phrase for everything.
0: That is very cultish.
1: Yes. <laughs> We'll get we'll get to a few of those, but the cue phrase to that is symbolism will be their downfall. The idea <laughs> that they can't help it; they either, ha- as you said, have to taunt you and rub your face into it, or they have to by contract to the devil, or their alien dark masters, or whatever uh, Moloch. Uh, they have to put these symbols out there. They have to show you what they're going to do to you and sort of ask your permission via doing that to do awful things to you and tragedies and such, and make it into a magical working. That's how they gain power.
0: You know… I think when we were talking about this, going back to the anti-Semitic conspiracy theories of the 19th century, we were probably being too recent there, because a lot of that kind of stuff reminds me of well of two things really. One is very much the uh, the anti witchcraft hysteria of the well like like 12th century onwards, and also. That also reminds me an awful lot of um, a lot of fairy folklore, particularly British and Celtic fairy folklore, where it is all about these sort of hidden symbols and um, ritualized form of behavior that give away true meanings and true motivations that you know you, you can you can tell a, a changeling or a fairy in your midst or whatever because they just sort of can't help but give these little clues away about their true nature.
1: And, uh, I believe, uh, there's some elements of that in the older forms of Jewish blood libel. The, uh, mm. the, I believe it's called a canard, uh, that it, it I think it goes back to the Greek. Christian times, when the idea was that the Jews would kidnap Christians and and sacrifice them mm. as a, a ritual, a New Year's ritual. To, yes. I, I'm not sure about the exact details on the why. There's, that always tends to be the fuzziest part of any conspiracy. Yeah. What do they get out of this exactly? Uh, and then you tend to be called a non-believer and chased away if <laughs> you dig on that too hard. Well, Q's answered that to some extent, haven't they? Because they brought in this whole adrenochrome, adrenochrome thing.
0: yes. So we, now we know
1: what they're getting out of it. Sort of. They also still have a larger mystical uh, and power-based version to it. A lot of it is still that magical ritual element to affect things and, you know, mm. gained power over people. But yes, adrenochrome is, the, uh, is another pillar of Q. Generally, one of the... Well, I wouldn't say lesser suggested. It's, it's somewhere in the middle because, uh, QAnon has wings. Uh, it is, um, uh, there's a show, a podcast, an excellent podcast on this called, uh, QAnon Anonymous, uh, <laughs> which I tend to listen to. Uh, and, uh, on that, one of the hosts, uh, Travis View, uh, that's his, number, uh, number plume on podcast, and uh, he calls it a Big Tent conspiracy. In essence, it's a conspiracy mm. that open with open arms welcomes everyone. Everyone fits in. It doesn't matter if you're here to talk about spy stuff. It doesn't matter if you're here to talk about Satanists. It doesn't matter if you're here to talk about UFOs. Do all three. It's fine. Well, you're welcome here. Just believe these few things, and all the rest is Calvin And I
0: suppose that this is very much a symptom, or not a symptom necessarily, but very much a factor of it being a product of social media, that social media has provided a unique way to bring all these conspiracies together.
1: The internet as a whole, even back to the 80s, is the very best thing that could have ever happened to conspiracy theories. It has completely changed the game, completely amplified it, and it with each generation of the internet, it has amplified it more. If you compare it to the 90s, obviously the uh the memetic payload of the 9-11 conspiracies is completely different. Mm. And even compared to that, QAnon is completely different. QAnon, especially because of the way it's distributed across all the uh, uh, social medias. It becomes this crucible of ideas. You put all of it in there and it bubbles and boils and stirs. And then all the best, almost like projectiles come out of it. Just these uh, aerodynamic ideas that are meant to penetrate random bystanders' brains and draw (laughs) them in. And uh, it's very scary. It's actually... It really is. And I think this is where social media has
0: changed the landscape because, I mean, it, you, you talk about going back to the 80s and the 90s and you know, maybe even the, the early 2000s. And sure, there were a lot of conspiracy theories kicking around Usenet and then websites and there were forums and communities. But the point is you had to go out looking for those. Now, Nowadays, yes. you know, these things pop up on your Facebook feed. They're spread around by your Family and friends.
1: You have to make an active effort to avoid them by this time. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's, it's causing problems, QAnon especially. But, uh, to very briefly move back to QAnon 10, mm. the, the, one of the more funny tenets of QAnon is the sealed indictments. So they believe that, uh, the US government has indicted a vast number of people, generally Democrats, and indicted them and is keeping these secret is sealed uh, <laughs> for reasons for you know whatever they want to roll up the whole thing generally you you seal an indictment if you because usually you have to make them public in the US you have to mm. put it out there that you are accusing you're charging so and so of this crime uh if it's sealed it's uh, not available until you for example get all the warrants to search their property. And go in, arrest them, search their property, then reveal what you're charging them with. Yeah. Uh, QAnon has taken this, uh, including a fatal mistake in searching PACER, which is the public acts access to court electronic records, a U.S. system to look into court data and files, and a, they misread it completely and read that there are tens of thousands to hundreds of thousands of indictments in the wings waiting for what they call the storm it is a uh-huh. re- based on like many of these a stupid thing president trump said at one point completely at random without oh, meaning yes. he oh, at one one dinner that. he said uh, something along the lines of uh, uh this this is the calm before the storm storm, isn't it? This is like the calm before the storm. And when they asked yeah. what what did he mean by that, he said, You'll see, and did a stupid smirk. And uh yeah. that created this mythology around it because they believe he doesn't see anything by accident. That's the thing. Even <laughs> things like the the frankly that horse of Kofifi that was immediately yeah. not funny ten minutes afterwards. Is a intentional misspelling to do something. Maybe just annoy <laughs> the liberals, but maybe it's a, there's been some people who have said in uh, connection to the coronavirus that it's a very specific alloy or a like combination of metals to serve as an antidote. Except that's not how you mark those metals. And it's just <laughs> years afterwards, they're still working on the, how to explain a basic typo. Oh, for fuck's sake. And and similar, everything, everything has meaning. And one of some of the uh, similar Q slogans next to that is, do you believe in coincidences? And how many uh, coincidences until mathematically improbable or impossible? Sorry, mathematically impossible, which Mm. is a nonsensical statement because that is not how things or probability or mathematics happen. But it is convincing enough if you don't actually if you haven't taken stat courses in college, if you don't yeah. realize that that's not how probability works, then it's fairly suggestive. And on that, Q has a lot of these. Q doesn't talk in proper sentences a lot of the time. Q mm. likes to do suggestive non-sentences. Uh, he, one of the favorite phrases is think, just there was the, uh, Horizon Air Q400 incident when the, uh, a young man, uh, took an airplane on the tarmac and flew up and then, uh, pro- probably in a, 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 some sort of mental health episode crashed it. Thankfully, no one else, uh, I believe died, but it was a horrible, uh, situation. And, uh, to that, uh, Q had some, Interesting comments to make, and uh, this is Q drop. Q has made something along the lines of four thousand five hundred posts or more, and growing. Oh wow! Okay. And uh, this is posts. Uh, they're called drops because it's an intel. They love intelligence lingo. Hmm. They love bastardized intelligence and military lingo because it makes it conveys a air of authority and meaning, and then can be warped to mean things that they don't. Uh, so this is Qdrop 800, uh, 1869. Calculate probability. What is the mathematical probability that a rogue missile launched at slash near the runway, runaway plane? Was he a trained pilot? How fast did intercept occur? Think missile intercept. Think aircraft. Outside of standard deviation, do people travel to islands to fish? How many billionaires own islands? How many billionaires live on islands? G-E-O dash T. All caps, clandestine, Q. That's a Q drop. Okay. It's it's almost hypnotic, though, isn't it? There's, yeah. there's something to it that hooks you in and makes you look at it, even though it doesn't actually mean anything. It's a Rorschach test. Uh, to is, the people yeah. looking at it. And that's why there's this culture. It's, it's another Q term, which also doesn't make a lot of sense because they call these little the clues breadcrumbs. And the people who make that into a, a consumable larger theory or communication are called bakers because apparently you bake breadcrumbs into bread. So they, they understand baking as much as they understand politics. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm it's it's and and you need these people and like i said it's almost oracular you have the the oracle of delphi just giving this almost nonsensical cluster of meaning and then you have to pick it apart and assemble it or like a, a uh studying the flight of the birds or similar mm-hmm. you're gathering information from random noise it's pure apophenia but it's guided it's guided and hypnotic, which is, again, what makes it dangerous.
0: I've heard some theories about who Q actually is and what the real motivation for all this stuff is. I, uh, But I, I'm never quite sure whether this is actually concrete or whether this is just another layer to the conspiracy. I, I was reading recently that he's been tentatively identified as the founder of 8chan, um, and that this is—I don't know—I guess some kind of big con job, or I—I—I I, I, I really don't understand.
1: I personally don't believe that. And, and okay. you're referring to—it's—it's uh, it's a emerging more – people knew about this beforehand, but it sort of popped up more into the attention of people as QAnon grew as well. The person you're referring to is Jim Watkins, who is a Mm. uh, person in the Philippines. He is a racist. He is a pornographer and a pig farmer, Uh, and apparently Mm. a patriot, an American patriot, somehow in combination to those.
0: Despite the fact that he doesn't live in America.
1: (laughs) Yes. Though he does hate the uh, Filipino, so – Okay. Yeah, he, he's, he's an awful person. Uh, and he, uh, the thing is, he's not the founder of 8chan. The founder of oh. 8chan, yes, and that's, that's a, a thing I'll never tell. The founder of 8chan was a young man, a young disabled man going by the nickname Hot Wheels. He was a 4chan regular until things got moderated enough that it stopped being so edgy and he made a new one that was completely lawless for all the maximum edginess of the all right. the teenagers of the world and then eventually he had a turn he had a Christian conversion and frankly uh, Jim Watkins who then bought Fort uh, HM from him uh, <laughs> was a horrible enough of a boss that he realized that this was all awful and left uh, with great difficulty, uh, considering that he's disabled and didn't really have a lot of money to move back to the U.S. with, uh, and, um, Jim Watkins tried to have him detained in, uh, without medical assistance. Uh, oh, wow. And it was, yes, it was a very touch and go situation, apparently. Frederick Brandon, uh, the, uh, founder of HM. Uh, yes, but he is supposedly, uh, the Q and I wouldn't be surprised because he does have full access. And there's been some supposed changes. It's not a clear-cut situation, but there's been a number of posting styles to Q. A number of different people suppose even Q admits the Q and believe that he might Q might be a team of people rather than an individual. Yeah. Uh, A number of people have latched onto this from the right-wing sphere that might be um, QAnon uh, Q itself, but it's not certain because it's a situation where multiple people have claimed to be Q, including a, Mm. I believe, late last year, earlier this year, a young man with clear mental health issues who actually Mm. sort of got convinced he... Hugh was him from the future, traveled back, and uh, wow. as a result of that, he was literally, he could not be persecuted because his future self gave law enforcement the uh, word that he shouldn't be, you know, bothered. And then he did some lower rent, but still crimes, and then the cops came, and he found that that was not true. <laughs> that
0: uh, sorry, that's got eerie parallels to sound of my voice, which we talked about in the last yes. episode. The out. yes, of the it record.
1: does. <laughs> <laughs> I just realised uh, now that you said yes. There, there's some parallels, though. Q dips into okay. some moments of time travel. Uh, he Q sort of semi acknowledged time travel, especially specifically oh, the supposed Project Looking Glass. Which is a, a. Oh my God, yes. Yes, it's a, a conspiracy about the US government having time travel technology, yeah. which they also use to tell future presidents through their child selves that they're going to be president, which is <laughs> a utter. It's one of the most nonsensical ideas I've heard regarding time travel. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just.
0: I mean, of, of all the things you could do with it,
1: that. Yeah, and one of the, uh, and, uh, I think it's Andrew Basiago. I f- no, no, Bassiago, I might be mixing that. There's a lot of conspiracy names. I, I may have mixed mm. it up, but, uh, there, there is a man who tried to be run for president in 2016 and is trying to be president in 2020 without being affiliated to a party and also, I believe he suggested uh, people commit water fraud by photographing their ballots for him. Um, so that's not okay. good for his chances. Uh, who suggested that he was one of these time travel uh, chrononauts, as, as they said, that require, <laughs> had, had to be children because uh, children are tabula rasa and would get scared to, when they travel back to the past. And, you know, there's a scary man with a gun, which is a clear misunderstanding of how children work uh and yeah he he said he had he met with a young man called barry who was told that he would be president and had to go tell himself that he would be president also there's a mars colony involved somehow but that makes even less sense so
0: <laughs> fucking i this is One of the things that I both love and am appalled by with uh, conspiracy theories, which is that they are so absolutely gloriously ludicrous that there is so much of this stuff that is... Such patent nonsense that you can't help but point and laugh. But on the other hand, this is almost like protective coloration. It stops you taking them seriously.
1: Yes, that that was a big problem with QAnon, especially in the early days, where you just looked at them and said, what a group of kooks, spouting Mm. clearly obvious lies. And then an increasing number of the population bought that obvious lie with gusto. Mm. And uh, it became a real problem. Um, So uh, using that, uh, and just as a side of the uh, just on time travel, a very small segment of the uh, QAnon groups also talk about John Titor, another time travel mainstay. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. Now there's a name I have heard for a while. Yes, uh, partially because John Titer, uh who is a supposed time travel uh, time traveler, who posted on the internet also similarly, uh, oh. amusingly enough, on some time traveler forums, and also contacted Art Bell, uh, then uh, con- uh, conspiracy radio giant. This was back in the early 90s, wasn't it? Yes, it was in the early 90s, and I think somewhere before two, or around 2000 it came back. Possibly mm. a different person, as would these anonymous people. As we said with Q, it gets very difficult to tell when one begins mm. and one end, and, and the other ends. Uh, but yes, uh, he got pulled into it because John Titor, that supposed time traveler, has some pretty right-wing ideas and that mm. sort of image of a more religious and militaristic and back to community future where all of our sins come back and kill A lot of people, which Titor suggested, because everything is so much nicer afterwards, might have been the right half of the population, which is a horrible thing, Uh, Yeah, yeah, that that sort of perfectly slots into the QAnon ideas. Uh, But to spin off from that back to the actual apocalyptic ideas of QAnon, to the less fun side of that, instead of all the nonsense and misunderstanding of a basic form system that led to the 100,000 incoming sealed indictments, the sealed indictments was was well, a classic version of a prophet trying to come up with a second draft of a prophecy after the deadline has passed. Because in the earlier days, they said, oh, Hillary Clinton's already like, arrested. You can see from the... Uh, a hemline or whatever uh, of uh, her pants that she has an ankle monitor on in this, in this image. Oh yes. And yes, they started yes. tracking those. And there was a, for a while there was uh, also ideas that when she suffered a health crisis, Ruth Bader Ginsburg was actually dead, possibly already executed, possibly uh, for crimes against the state, I suppose, and treason and by being a Democrat. And then, uh, <laughs> replaced with a double. There's a lot of body double ideas in QAnon, especially with that uh, classic of the, the body double where they take an, an ear and draw red lines around it and then tell you it's not the same ear until you stare at it enough that you d- doubt your own senses. That That's that's oh, okay. the classic of the body double genre. Uh, but yes, based on that, they eventually these, those arrests did not uh, manifest. People did not get dragged away to Guantanamo Bay, covertly or openly, the sealed indictment narrative arrived. And the horrible end result of the sealed indictment is realizing that a significant number of, this, of the Q people, which is a non-insignificant number of the U.S. population and some other parts of the world, are really into the idea of public mass executions, possibly televised, yeah. possibly pay per view there have been actually yeah. suggestions of making a public execution pay per you to cover costs. Yeah. It's, it's that exact thing that you said about camouflage. You have all these silly ideas, all this. Oh, Trump is doing 4D chess. His, his typos are secret message. Oh, these people, uh, he knows everything because he has military people who have time travel. Oh, you know, it's, uh, it's actually he's fighting Satan. He has in this image, he has <laughs> a halo because there's a weird light quirk, things like that. And behind that lies the seeding anger and hate and just cruelty. And unfortunately, that's a big part of it. And unfortunately, online radicalization thrives on that. They just keep going back to that. And it's a self-feeding process, especially because like a cult, Conspiracies, especially QAnon, are isolating. QAnon is an exceptionally isolating conspiracy. There have actually been a number of groups and subreddits and communities formed where people come in desperately and ask, what am I going to do? My husband, my wife, my son, my parents, they're into queue. They're literally impossible to exist with. They have changed as a person. It's like a, an induced mental mm-hmm. health crisis, like a break in personality because you just get obsessed with these dark things. And, you know, everyone who disagrees either doesn't see it and you have to make them see. You have to wake your loved ones up or they're the enemy. That's all there is. There's your friends, there's the people to wake up and evangelize to, called rat pilling, based on a number of alt-right and further back uh pickup artist communities because the internet has a weird provenance to everything. And that obviously ties back to the Matrix movies. Uh yeah. or someone to defeat. And it's it's very devastating. A lot of people the. In the early days, they even got made fun of because it was sort of pathetic in a weird, un- unfamiliar way. Uh, especially older people saying uh, there was, uh, the biggest one was around the uh, Thanksgiving 2018, I believe, when uh, especially older people were saying, oh, they're not welcome at the family Thanksgiving. They're, mm-hmm. they're eating alone. And then there was a picture of a man making a bologna Dorito sandwich. Uh, which is sufficiently ridiculous enough that it sort of shifted it into comedy for a while. But it didn't stop. It didn't stop with just a few people.
0: I well, And also, this is hardly unique. I mean, QAnon, obviously, is the distillation of a lot of different things. But this process of online radicalization through isolation, either by choosing people who are socially isolated anyway or by filling them full of ideas that will isolate them from their communities, is something that we've seen with Islamic extremists. It's something we've seen with incels. Um, it's... Uh, it, I mean, I think it was probably a big part of Gamergate. I mean, Gamergate seemed to be almost like um, the test run for a lot of this stuff.
1: A lot of people don't didn't realize or don't know that Gamergate, the uh, misogynistic game, gamer movement, let's call it what it is, uh, that started mm. from a supposed start of um, ethics in games journalism, but eventually became a lot of really awful stuff. Uh, yeah. Sort of founded this current ecosystem. It founded the alt-right ecosystem of the mid two thousand mid two thousand tens, and that founded this conspiracy ecosystem. In a lot of ways, just to again attach it back to cults, it's like the concept of the cultic milieu. You have this fertile ground people have always mm-hmm. there's these people ha, always have been vulnerable or seeking these kinds of things but there's an especially fertile ground right now because people are scared people are uncertain and people don't trust their authorities yeah. and that's that's enough and yes uh, exactly that sort of uh, the thing about q anon as a special isolator is exactly that that it you don't have to leave for it you don't have to go to a boot camp you don't have to go to a compound in the woods you can be isolated from your armchair you can be isolated Mm -hmm. while your family is standing around you because it makes you unable to connect with them and painful for them to interact with you and uh yeah it it has it's pulling apart a lot of families uh very painfully so and um also, it has this um it has a, a, a positive reinforcement. It has a very clear love bombing effect because mm. you approach these people and like with that big tent conspiracy approach, they are extremely welcoming. As long as you say the right things, you get a ton of social media engagement immediately. Suddenly, you know, other instead of four people saying something or liking or retweeting something you, you posted, you get 200. And they're all nah. very positive. It's unalloyed yeah. positivism. And it's a welcome to a family. Everyone here understands you, understands your concerns. They're here to help you. They're here to teach you. And yeah, it's it's a lovely thing. And it's especially brutal for content creators, people who try to make a living off of internet engagement because you are a probably a middling to weak social media presence. But once you plug these things in, it's a multiplier. It's uh, It amplifies your signal as these people ke- uh, are very tuned into telling other people about their online sources. So suddenly your numbers pop up. And the grift, the unending grind of being a social media person, of being an influencer, is you track that wavelength of up and down on your engagement and numbers like a hawk. And if this punches up, that is such a success that it's extremely hard to go back from it.
0: So basically what you're saying is that we need to rebrand the good friends of Jackson Elias. (laughs)
1: I don't know how much role playing uh, is involved in QAnon. Though amusingly enough, it's often called a LARP. Yes, <laughs> it's uh, especially early on. It's um, it's uh, the people who did not like its presence called mm-hmm. it a LARP because it was like playing. A lot of it is like playing secret agent. It's playing soldier. Yeah. Uh, they uh, one of their favorites. Uh, I forget which one was it. Ah. No, I'm, the, her name doesn't come back to me. One of their favorites, a, a three-star general in the U.S. who had a lot of problems, Flynn. It was Flynn. Uh, Michael, oh, yes, Michael, Michael Flynn. Flynn yeah. uh, he, uh, <laughs> yes. he once called them digital soldiers. They He called it an insurgency of patriots, which they adore. It made him... Oh, golden you know golden child for them and even like i think it was earlier this year a few uh, while like spring late spring that he made an oath of office of the officer uh oath but added some q and things to it. And then that spread among the Q people like a wildfire. They love it because it legit- legitimizes them and makes them important. They're the new soldiers of a new era. They're digital soldiers firing memes across the trenches. And it's ridiculous, but it's what, what they feel, and it makes them feel welcome, and it makes them feel important, which they presumably didn't. At least a fair number of them don't feel important. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're listening to the Good Friends of Jackson Elias. You can find show notes for this episode at blasphemoustomes.com, where you'll also find all our social media links. We have t shirts and other merchandising available at our Redbubble store. If you're enjoying this show, please consider backing us at patreon.com forward slash good friends of Jackson Elias. Thank you for
0: listening. As you can probably tell, this has turned out to be quite a meaty discussion. As a result, we've decided to split it into two episodes. Join us next time as Benzer and I go back to discussing QAnon, but then branch out into some other weirder, and perhaps slightly less sinister conspiracies, and also, possibly more importantly, talk about how we can use all of this in our games. We will be back next week with another standard episode of The Good Friends of Jackson Elias and in a fortnight with the conclusion of this special episode. Please join us then and thank you very much for listening. Hello.